Welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Seven minutes after the hour. Uh, let me do this. Uh, Tucker Carlson uh, apparently is a believer in a uh, th- that the CIA was part of the assassination, uh, that they played a role in the assassina- assassination of JFK. Uh, he did a, a monologue on this. Uh, I don't think so. I read Gerald Posner, and he just exploded myth after myth after myth about the uh, JFK assassination. Uh, we probably should have done this uh, November 22nd, but they just released more information on this. Uh, and so you get Tucker Carlson. Uh, I'll play a little bit of Carlson, uh, and, and then we'll uh, jump into this. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. So not long after Jack Ruby shot Lee Harvey Oswald on camera in the basement of Dallas Police Headquarters, a lot of Americans started to have some questions about the Kennedy assassination. It was, you'd have to admit, a pretty extraordinary sequence of events. A lone gunman murders the President of the United States, and then, less than 48 hours later, that lone gunman is himself murdered by another lone gunman. What are the odds of that? It's one thing if you get struck by lightning, rare but possible. But if every member of your family also gets struck by lightning all on different days, you might begin to suspect these are not entirely natural events. But oh, replied the U.S. government, they are. This bizarre chain of killings was all entirely natural. So less than a year after the JFK assassination, the Johnson White House released something called the Warren Commission Report. And the report concluded that while their motives remained unclear, both Lee Oswald and Jack Ruby had acted alone. No one helped them. There was no conspiracy of any kind. Case closed. Time to move on. And many, many Americans did move on. At the time, they had no idea how shoddy and corrupt the Warren Commission was. It would be nearly 50 years before the CIA admitted under duress that, in fact, it had withheld information from investigators about its relationship with Lee Harvey Oswald. But even then, at the time, before that was known, the government's explanation didn't seem entirely plausible, and some people started asking obvious questions about it. It was at that point, as Americans started to doubt the official story, that the term conspiracy theory entered our lexicon. As Professor Lance DeHaven-Smith points out in his book on the subject, the term conspiracy theory did not exist as a phrase in everyday American conversation before 1964. In 1964, the year the Warren Commission issued its report, the New York Times published five stories in which conspiracy theory appeared. Now today, of course, the term conspiracy theory appears in pretty much every New York Times story about American politics. It's wielded, now as then, as a weapon against anyone who asks questions the government doesn't feel like answering. But despite 60 years of name-calling, those questions have not disappeared. In fact, they have multiplied with time. And here's one of them. In April of 1964, a psychiatrist called Louis Joylin West visited Jack Ruby in his isolation cell in a Dallas jail. According to West's written assessment, he found that Jack Ruby was, quote, technically insane and in need of immediate psychiatric hospitalization. Those are conclusions that, puzzlingly, no one who had spoken to Jack Ruby previously had reached. Ruby had seemed perfectly sane to the people who knew him. Louis Joylin West pronounced him crazy. But what what West did not say was that he was working for the CIA at the time. Louis Joylin West was a contract psychiatrist for the spy agency. He was also an expert on mind control and a prominent player in the now infamous MKUltra program in which the CIA gave powerful psychiatric drugs to Americans without their knowledge. So of all the psychiatrists in the world, 
What in the world was this guy doing in Jack Ruby's prison cell? So the point is, uh, apparently Tucker Carlson believes that the CIA was involved in the Kennedy assassination and that it was a conspiracy to whack the president. Now, I was only a kid when this happened, uh, but I did read Gerald Posner's book, Case Closed, and I don't, I, I'm just, I'm not buying it. Uh, it doesn't make sense to me. So I was curious, do you think Lee Harvey Oswald assassinated JFK by himself? Do you think there were, you know, several gunmen or a couple of gunmen and do you think the CIA was behind the assassination? They just released all these new papers on the assassination. And as far as I know, nobody. there's just not much in them. Uh, the Warren Report came out. And when the Warren Report came out, and I remember as a kid watching uh, coverage of this, and uh, this magic bullet, bullet theory, which has been exposed. It was not a magic bullet. Uh, and I, if anybody has questions about that, I'll explain it. But do you believe there was a conspiracy to kill Kennedy? Do you believe the CIA was behind it? Do you think there were multiple gunmen? They just released all kinds of new papers. And I, I'm telling you, uh, I don't buy this at all. Um, I think Lee Harvey Oswald, about a half a bubble off plum, actually did pull the trigger. I think he was the lone gunman. Uh, and I think Jack Ruby was half a bubble off plum and shot uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. Uh, and maybe I'm naive, but it, it, doesn't, uh, it doesn't add up to me that there was a conspiracy. Brian, do you think there was a conspiracy? I don't, based on everything that I've heard. Uh, but what was uh, Lee Harvey Oswald's motivation for killing the president? Well, it was the same, I guess, motivation he had for trying to kill a, a, a general. Um, he's He was nuts. I mean, he was crazy. Uh, I think uh, definitely a half bubble off plummy. I mean, it would require quite a bit of planning, too, in order for him to position himself in the bookstore depository well, up he there and he know exactly when the president went. And well, again, I'm not, that, that I'm, not uh, I'm not suggesting that I'm a conspiracy theorist on this whole thing. It's just that uh, there's a lot of questions as far as, you know, you heard later that there were may have been people on the grassy knoll and uh, a second gunman and that kind of thing. Yeah, well, here's the thing. He'd been working at the bookstore, the book depository, right. long before Kennedy's plans were announced. And Kennedy's plans were announced pretty clearly uh, in advance. People knew exactly the route he, his motorcade was going to take. So you take somebody who's already tried to shoot um, a general, uh, you know he's not, not, he's not right in the head. Uh, he moved to the Soviet Union uh, to live there. They threw him out, too. Uh, then he comes back to the United States and, uh, you know, a trip to a Cuban embassy in South America or something. But, um, no, I, I don't, it, it, he, he was, it was, the, it was the perfect opportunity. He was uh, already working at the bookstore. 
Were his prints on the gun? Do you remember? I don't remember. I don't remember. But um, everything. Uh, and in fact, I watched a recreation of the uh, of the uh, assassination. Uh, they used a crane, and that uh, I saw the same thing. Yep, the angle of the bullet. Yeah, and it. I mean, they duplicated it. Uh, you know, on TV, and it was exactly what happened. The the bullet hitting Conley where it did and coming out the way it did. It was all. It, it was just. It was the way I think it happened. But anyway, since they've released all those papers, I thought I would do this very quickly. It is Froster Buns Friday. And uh, we've got a whole host of topics that we're bringing to the table and several that we talked about earlier in the week, uh, including the one about uh, the baby, uh, the artificial wombs to uh, to have children, uh, to bear children uh, or infants uh, and, and genetic engineering, all of that and more. Uh, let me go to the phones. 874-9390, toll free 800-529-5572. Or you can go to GaryNolan.com, send me a message there. AJ is first. AJ, welcome. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, one of the theories I'd heard was that it was an accidental shooting by the Secret Service after uh, Oswald shot him. Except that um, Oswald did have the rifle. Right. Photograph him with a rifle. Receipt for the... Because he were, he were able to mail them in. Um it, it it just couldn't have been the Secret Service. They duplicated that shot from that bookstore, uh, from that book depository window, and the bullet did exactly what happened uh, when they when he assassinated Kennedy. It could, couldn't have been an accident from the Secret Service. Well, like I said, that was one thing I'd heard was after Oswald shot, then the Secret Service accidentally. Well, you know, in the back of the car, the one guy accidentally shot Kennedy. Yeah, no, that was that wouldn't be possible. They even got the round, so it's it's it couldn't have been. That was a rifle okay. round, and it came off that Carcano rifle. All right, AJ, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, Pam, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Good. <coughs> you think it was Probably a conspiracy? You think it was a conspiracy? You think the CIA was behind it? Uh, No, I I think it was a conspiracy, but I think that Johnson was behind it, President Johnson. And uh, I don't even recall ever reading where they tested uh, Harvey Oswald uh, for gun residue on his hand. I don't ever I'm not sure that they had that technology back then. I don't know when it was created. Well, I think they've had that for, well, I don't know either if, about that, but uh, I truly believe I've read a lot about it. I've heard a lot about it, but I truly believe uh, that uh, Johnson was behind it. And, of course, he had to have support of CA and the intelligence community. But uh, I'd, uh, there's different accounts. And, you know, uh, as far as these videos and media uh, uh releases uh they can release anything most of it's not true you, you just have so to you think they faked that that episode that brian and i both watched you think they faked that i i sure do you can and why would they do that why would they do that well because um president johnson wanted kennedy out uh, and and they had <laughs> well, no no no, no, no. you don't understand look, look at, pam that video was made years after johnson died I why know, the CIA, why would, though, was still in power. What? You know, 
That's right, CIA. The CIA, and and what was the motivation? Well, uh, the uh, Vietnam War. That was the motivation. Uh, President uh, Johnson got rich off of that. A lot of people got rich off of that Vietnam War. And that, that was the uh, the whole uh, reason for it all. Okay. All right, Pam, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Pam's convinced, and there is there there was no point in going any further. There's no convincing her otherwise. Uh, I'm up against the clock. I'm going to take a quick break. This is the shortest break in the hour, uh, and then we'll come back and grab your phone calls on the Gary Nolan Show. The Zimmer Radio Network. Frost Your Bones Friday. It's uh, 9.23. And uh, we had all kinds of things that we can uh, chat about that uh, have happened both overnight and in the past week. Uh, one of them is uh, this uh, baby incubating thing that uh, they've created or somebody has created where you can uh, even genetically uh, modify your infant uh, so that birth defects disappear or they're more intelligent, taller, stronger, smarter, whatever. Uh, Some people didn't like that. We talked about it briefly yesterday. You can talk about that today. In the meantime, if you just turned the radio on, Tucker Carlson did a monologue about these papers that were released on the Kennedy assassination and believes that there was a conspiracy involving the CIA. I'm not buying it. I I really, I I don't, uh, I don't see it. I think that uh, Kennedy was whacked by uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. There was nobody uh, shooting from the grassy knoll. There was nobody shooting from a manhole cover. It was his Carcano rifle that that, uh, was responsible for all of the uh, mayhem. And uh, by the way, have you ever heard the audio? uh, There's a, a, a news reporter who's watching as the motorcade comes through Dealey Plaza. And the reporter goes, something has gone wrong. Something has gone terribly wrong. Um, I used to work with that guy. Uh, He worked at uh, USA Radio. Uh, He has since passed away, but he was a great reporter and a lot of fun. Great guy. Anyway, that's just an aside. So the question is, do you think that it was a conspiracy? Do you think the CIA was uh, a part of it? Uh, Give me a call. Let me know. Um... What is this? Uh, Randy says, uh, this guy's fingerprint was found in Oswald's perch. Uh, Hold on a second. Uh, Son of uh, a former, it's in Mount Pleasant, Texas. I don't know. I I don't have time to read it. Uh, There is a book out there. Gerald Posner writes, uh, wrote the book, and it is called Case Closed. And uh, after I read it, I I was pretty much convinced and I used to be, I used to think there was something wrong. Uh, I thought the Warren uh, report was wrong. Um, I thought it unusual. The number of people associated with the case that uh, that died um, was bizarre. Uh, and Posner takes all of that apart. And it, it, it just, I can't see where anything, it, and, and you can't have fired those shots. Um. It gotten those angles from the grassy knoll uh, or from uh, a, a manhole cover or anything else. It could only have come from the bookstore, book depository. Let me go to the phones here, see what uh, David has to say. David, welcome. How are you? 
I'm doing great, Gary. Blessings on you. You too. Um, listen, I'm a, a retired Marine. I had extensive training in firearms. And way back years and years ago when I lived in Kentucky, I bought a Manlicker Carcano just because. And I went out in the woods one day and tried to see how fast I could fire that thing. Let me step back one step. I heard a recording of the actual shooting, and you could hear the, the shots being fired, and they were pretty quick. I went out, and as much training as I had and as much practice as I put in, I could not fire that Manlicker Carcano as fast as those shots were recorded on that tape. Well, interestingly, that video, that I, the TV show that both Brian and I watched, they put this guy up on a lift. They duplicated the distance and the height and the angle and the speed. And apparently, it can be done. This, this guy did it. I, I saw that video. I'm familiar with that. And I just, I just never could figure out how they got that fast because I couldn't do it. Now, like I say I owned a Car Carcano and practiced with it. It's just a hard rifle to shoot that fast. Uh, but it apparently can be done. And that's uh, the point. Apparently. All right. uh, did you ever see the movie Executive Action? No, I don't think so. They, uh, I saw this in Evansville, Indiana back 50 years ago. And they surmised one of the uh, uh, conspiracies they looked at was uh, disgruntled Cubans who were bent out of shape because Kennedy let them down at the Bay of Pigs. And they got together with some... Uh, uh, Italian type mafia. Except it's, it's worth looking up on. Except that he was at the book depository. He'd already tried to assassinate somebody else. Right. Uh, he did buy the rifle. Well, uh, it yes. just too much uh, implicates him. David, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. By the way, let me explain that magic bulk theory. I, I don't have much time in this, but uh, the back seat of that car was elevated so that uh, the president could more comfortably uh, be seen and see. He had his arm up on the, because uh, it was a convertible, the top was down, uh, on the, uh, the, the window frame. The, the window was down, he's got his arm up there. And that brought his jacket up in an odd, uh, in an odd way, kind of wrinkled up. So when they later straighten the jacket out, it looks like the bullet did some kind of a magic trick and went down and then up. But when they folded the jacket up the way it was when he was sitting in the car, it was a straight shot. Uh, so it, it turns out not to have been a magic bullet after all. I am up against the clock. Callers, hang on. I, I don't have a lot of time. I've only got a few seconds then we hit a commercial break. Also, it's Froster Buns Friday. Uh, we've got uh, a really sick woman. I mean, this this woman is just sick. I mean, it's just stupid, the things these people say. Uh, so we'll get into that um, and a whole bunch more. So stay tuned. Gary Nolan Show. We'll tell you what the sicko said in just a few on the Zimmer Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show. 
Good morning. It is 9.35. Uh, I'm going to change directions entirely. You can call on the JFK assassination and, and answer if you think it was a conspiracy or not, or if you think the CIA was involved or not. Um, but I, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, throw this out because uh, some opportunities have arisen. As you know, every year um, we gather and break bread together at CC City Broiler every Christmas. And, of course, there's limited seating, so I have to turn down lots and lots of people. However, this morning, I got two emails. Uh, one of them, uh, let's see, that's two. Uh, Christmas plans with family have changed, and I have to be somewhere else. Sorry, can't make it family first. Uh, and I don't blame you for that. That makes sense. Uh, that's two. And then uh, this one came in. Good morning. Unfortunately, sickness has hit our home. Hopefully next year we're very disappointed. That's two seats. So I've got four seats available. Four seats available. You have to go to GaryNolan.com. You have to give me your name, the number of people, your email address, and your phone number. And the first, you know, as soon as those four seats are filled, I will announce it on the air. And I will send send a uh, you're in message uh, to the first four people or four seats taken. Once again, this is going to be on Sunday at CC City Broiler on Forum Boulevard at 12 o'clock noon. Uh, casual attire is fine. The, uh, the only thing you have to pay for is whatever you eat. And we have a speaker. Uh, and you will all know who this person is. Trust me, uh, this person is known statewide. And it's a brief, uh, it, the speaking part of this uh, whole event is very brief. 10, 20 minutes tops. Uh, a brief speech, some Q&A, uh, while the waitstaff take our orders. And then uh, we get to mix and mingle, chat with each other. Uh, it's I always have a great time doing it. So if you want in, send me an email. Go to GaryNolan.com. Send me a message. It'll pop up in studio. Got room for four people. Four people this morning had to back out. So with that in mind, uh, we shall continue. Uh, this woman, a Democratic uh, representative, uh, was uh, talking. Uh, this is just so ugly. It really is. Her name is Katie Porter. She's a Democrat from California. And as Democrats will want to do, she wants to redefine a word. And she's, she stupidly, ignorantly believes that if she changes the word, it will somehow not have the connotation that it does. Listen to this. You know, this allegation of groomer and pedophile, it is alleging that a person is criminal somehow and engaged in criminal acts merely because of, of their identity, um, their sexual orientation, their gender identity. Um, so this is clearly prohibited under Twitter's content, yet you found hundreds of these posts on the platform. Your team filed complaints about these posts, correct? Yes. And how often did Twitter act to take down these posts, which violated its own content policy? Very rarely. So from our calculation, it looks like about 99% of your complaints, they basically acted on one or two of the 100 plus complaints you filed. 
Instead of taking them down, Twitter elevated them, um, allowing them to reach an approximate 72 million users. This is not just about what happens online. What happens online translates into real harms in people's lives. Um, uh, Ms. Popcock, you provide services to a community that experienced a devastating LGBTQ attack. Can you provide some examples of the link between speech online and attacks against providers like you? We know really um, online threats, I mean, in addition to just creating an atmosphere of bullying for young people, um, you know, it also creates an... All right, so apparently the, calling someone who has an attraction to minors, a sexual attraction to minors, really that should end uh, because that you know, makes people feel bad. It, it literally, she wants to change that. She says the terms groomer and pedophile allege that a person is criminal somehow merely because of their sexual orientation and gender identity. No, that, that, that see, that is, that is not the problem. It isn't because of their sexual orientation unless you think having sex with minors is an orientation. It's because they're having sex with minors. God, these people are so stupid. And if you do, Katie Porter, what Democrats often do, and try to redefine the word, it will eventually just reflect the same thing that pedophile, pedophile does. You can't change it. A sexual attraction to children is what it is. It's pedophilia. Get some help. It's not normal. Ah, people just make me crazy. And they're constantly looking for ways to redefine words. Male and female. I mean, how could you possibly redefine male and female time infinitum we've known what a male was versus a female but suddenly we're enlightened and a thousand years of of uh knowing the difference between a guy and a girl is out the window because you're trying to normalize the behavior this this is a path that is going to lead to an argument about decriminalizing pedophilia. That's what it's going to do. That's what, that's what the goal is. I mean, they're having these uh, trans sexual events for children. Why for children? If not because you want to legalize sex with children. That's what this is all about. And the Democrats are ignorantly going along with it. How stupid are they? 874-9390, toll free, 800-529-5572. How would you rate the strength of the economy? We'll find out what you think about that. Let me grab a couple of calls. Uh, uh-oh, I, hit, I got the wrong button there. I got Richard. Uh, not hey. that you're the wrong button, it's just that you're in the wrong order. <laughs> Welcome, Richard. Richard Collins. Yeah. 
So, yes, sir. Uh, my uh, deal is with the uh, basketball player that was released, and uh, she she got back to the states on a uh, military aircraft, right? She, I, I, I don't, uh, I didn't pay that much attention to how she got back. Well, uh, she got there by airplane to begin with. Yeah, yeah, by but, commercial flight. Okay, now why couldn't her and her uh, wife? have enough money to get back to the States instead of have the taxpayers take her from Russia to te Texas and even put her up in a military hospital for a checkout. It doesn't, to me, that they should be paying the taxpayers back. Well, you know, of all the things to worry about, I'm, I'm not sure that's... that's the... Well, I mean, she, 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 she uh, was a... Uh, a uh, person that said that she didn't like America to begin with. Why yeah. bring her back? Uh, look, the whole deal stunk, Richard. As yeah. I'm sure you agree. Uh, I, I, I raised my hand back in 1957 to join the Marine Corps to hold up the Constitution. And uh, I did that for six years. And uh, it, 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 it just uh, aggravates the hell out of me that these people go running around and say, well, I'm not going to do this because I don't believe in the American way of life anymore. Well, I don't like uh, I don't like the trade. I think it was a bad deal, uh, and well, yeah, that troubles me more than anything. Yeah, she should have been still there, and that guy that the death uh, selling arms and all that stuff should be here in jail also. But that's the way life goes, I guess. Yeah, it was a lousy. It was just a lousy deal. Richard, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, let me do this. James, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Good morning. Morning. Um, I was calling in to comment on uh, pedophiles. Yeah. Um, this is sick. Um, I've always said that, um, um, what do you call it, uh, political correctness was screwing up this country. And uh, I have firsthand experience. These people are evil. They prey on our children and uh, they just make it bad for young people all the way around. Well, I don't, uh, I don't disagree. Yeah, so, so you know, you don't you don't rename something to take to take away the the uh, knowledge of danger. Naming something like that uh, category is to let people know the danger. Yep, and that's what they're trying to eliminate. I'm telling you, their their goal is to make pedophilia accepted. Mm. Well, when the ABCD people. Um, start getting respect, and, and that's fine if they want to get respect, you know, gay, lesbian, transgender, all that kind of good stuff. But it opened the door for anybody to be have consideration, and uh, it sparked a uh, it sparked a wildfire. Yeah, consenting adults is the key phrase. Right, exactly. All right, exactly. James, I got to run. I appreciate the call. Glad to have you on a Froster Buns Friday. Uh, the uh, state of the economy, how would you uh, rate it? And uh, Jordan Peterson on this very topic about pedophilia and 
transgenders. That's coming up in just a couple of minutes on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It's it's nine fifty two. Somebody asked me if if I if the dinners were free. Uh, no, you got to pay for whatever you order. Um, it would cost me thousands of dollars to buy the entire restaurant. Ah, oh, you can afford it. You're going to bring up that uh, web page that talked about how much money yes, you're your net worth. You're <laughs> yeah. a gazillionaire, aren't you? Yeah, well, let's not go there. <laughs> nay, nay, Perlene. All right, uh, how did we get here? We got, uh, you know, we want to eliminate uh, the word uh, pedophile because, well, it has a bad connotation. People think the worst of you. Uh, we've got transgenders. We've, we, we've redefined or we're trying to redefine male and female. It's just such a lousy load of Bravo Sierra. It makes me crazy. How do we get here? Jordan Peterson says he knows. I don't understand how it gets to the point well, where... Well, th things get to terrible places one tiny step at a time. You know, if I encroach, I, if I encroach on you, and I'm sophisticated about it, I'm going to encroach two millimeters. I'm going to encroach right to the point where you start, start to protest. Then I'm going to stop. Then I'm going to wait. Then you're going to calm down. Then I'm going to encroach again right to the point where you protest. Then I'm going to stop. Then I'm going to wait. And I'm just going to do that forever and before you know it you're going to be back three miles from where you started and you'll have done it one step at a time and then you'll go oh how'd i get here and the answer was well i pushed you a little farther than you should have gone and you agreed and so then i pushed you a little farther than you should have gone again and you agreed and if anybody's interested in this sort of process and this is a horrifying book if you want to read about how this process works you can read a book called ordinary men by robert browning well just a little bit at a time. That's how we got here. Froster Buns Friday, and uh, Paul is up next. Paul, welcome. How are you? I'm just grateful, Gary. Yourself? I do am well. Good to hear. Well, I'll start with a Feel Good Friday comment, and that is that I'm listening to you down in Springfield today. Beautiful. I, yeah, I'm from, you know, I got familiar with you, living in Columbia, but I'm down here today and got you tuned in at 93.3 and just uh, just kind of a feel-good Friday kind of a thing to be listening <laughs> to you down here, reaching reaching out with uh, uh, down here. But yeah, you know, some some days, I kind of turned a corner on this, you know, sometimes I would just rather be wrong than, than my thinking being right. And what you're saying brings me back to uh, several years ago, probably like 20 years or so ago, where I was listening to another talk station there in Columbia, and, and they had a, a guest speaker on, and they were talking about things about uh, back then what we called the gay agenda, you know, and, and the speaker was saying, you know, why can't we just accept the people the way they are? And, and I was tempted at that point because I, I think I understand that progressive kind of thought process, I was tempted um, to actually call up and say, you know, I, I agree with you. We should just approve of people the way they are. For, for instance, I, I'm a pedophile, but, uh, you know, and I could make an argument, <laughs> you know, 
I started to think that I could make an argument. You know, why call them predators? They're just seducing people the way, I mean, I started to think that I can make an argument, but using the progressive mindset, you, you can. And like with that Jordan Peterson quote, it's just a little at a time. And, and, and see, in the progressive mindset, you always have to show that you're approving of the next sort of edgy kind of a thing. You know, it was just just a preview of gays was enough. Now we have to have a gay marriage. And well, where do you go from there? Now it's a transgender thing. Well, where do you go from there? And, and here we are. You know what? Uh, that thought process that I was going to use as an example of the absurdity of it back then, that's where we're at now. They yeah. followed that progression. Yeah. And I just started to think, where, where are we going next? Where are we going from here? Um, but uh, just. Um, yeah. I think, that, uh, I think that's the end of the road when you get there. All right, yeah, Paul. Thank you. Our source of moral law. Yeah. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. By the way, I credit my my late sister Maureen for having made that observation probably three years ago. She said that's where it's headed, and I think she was right. Uh, let me do this. Roger, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Roger? Yes. 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 Hi, I'm fine. Thank you. Good. Glad to be on. Uh, two things. I'll just uh, mention uh, one about the uh, Tucker Carlson thing. Um, I watch him a lot. I think he's great. But uh, I think he, he's a little over to the top with conspiracy stuff sometimes. And uh, so, for example, he also talks a lot about uh, aliens and things like that. And the government is uh, covering that up. Have you heard him do that before? No, I haven't. Um, I was up in the air on this until a little while ago, and then uh, now I, I don't yeah. think they're. I don't think they're visiting. Yeah, yeah. Well, he talks about some things like that, and sometimes I take uh, some of the stuff he says with a grain of salt. But anyway, the other thing, uh, Gary, that I wanted to mention was uh, about the uh, pedophilia issue. And um, I think that people... i got 30 seconds. you got to go fast. All right. Some people have pedophilic disorder, and they're interested in kids sexually. How they got there, it's, it's not clear, maybe biological or whatever. That doesn't make them a criminal. And this isn't me, but this is a line of work I've, I've been in before. I just think that people should know that, that... Yeah. I'm out of time, Roger. I'm sorry. Uh, the, the clock stops for no one. Uh, do you ever hear of degrowth? I'll explain it to you next. It'll make you crazy. This is The Gary Nolan Show.